Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Let's give it up for James one more time in the team. Come on. What an amazing uh, production team that we have serving here at College Street that goes above and beyond uh, to make this service creative and impactful to reach you. And we are firm believers because we are created in the image of our creator that church should be creative. Would you agree? Church should be fun. Come on, if you agree with me. Wonderful. Well, happy almost V-Day. Why don't you take a seat? Oh. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. I got a lot of notes here. Uh, We're really excited uh, what we have to share. If you're joining us for the first time ever and you just stumbled in, wow, you came on a good day. I'm telling you, we have uh, special speakers that are joining us from California. Um, Their names are Tony and Elisa. They are co-hosts of the top Ladies and gentlemen, the top marriage podcast on Apple Podcasts of one, it's called One Extraordinary Marriage, and Tony and Elisa speak worldwide to audience about sex, love, commitment, and challenge every listener to make their relationship a priority. That's right. You want me to talk? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, they just, they have a book that's out right now. You can get it on Amazon, but their best-selling book is called The Six Pillars of Intimacy, um, and it's transformed countless marriages around the world. Um, The framework is a simple, practical, and powerful way to look at intimacy. It's not as in a box as you think it is. It's, It's part of our whole life, but you'll be inspired to look at your relationships and even just yourself through a new lens and be encouraged by its common sense approach. Before we welcome them on uh, onto the screen here live and to answer some of the questions that we have, last week we talked about love languages and how we all speak different languages. And honey, I know it's not your number one love language. It's actually closer to the bottom, but uh, I got you some flowers. Uh, <laughs> Magic. <laughs> Takes a good team. And there's even a vase there so you don't have to hold them the whole time. Thanks, Kelsey. That's wonderful. Uh, So let's see if we can go live to Tony and Elisa and pull them up. Oh, and our cops, thank you, on the screen. There they are, Tony and Elisa. College Street, hello. Right on. Hello, everybody. Can can you guys hear us okay? Yes. You sound great. Can you hear us? Awesome. Wonderful. Thank thank you for doing this uh, with us and our church family. This is I'm telling you, after you've heard from Tony and Elisa today, if you are not following them on their podcast, you will be, and you should be. You better uh, be. Shar and I have started to follow <laughs> them, and it has impacted our marriage and our relationship, and definitely opened us up uh, and given us a different perspective on how God wants us to continue to grow in our intimacy. So welcome, guys. Thank you so much. Um, it's so great to be here, Pastor Matt, Pastor Shar. <laughs> so good to see you guys. and. And hello to all of you there um, at College Street Victory. We're, we're truly honored and blessed to be here with you today. Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, why don't you guys, because you know yourself the best, why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about you and uh, One Extraordinary Marriage? 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm Tony DeLorenzo. This is my beautiful wife, Elisa. We have been married 25 years. We have two kiddos. We got a 19-year-old who has left the home, and we have a sophomore in high school here who's still around that we just love. And uh, actually, last night, got to celebrate winter formal with her and all her friends. So uh, coming out of this COVID season for us getting to hang out with them was amazing. We started One Extraordinary Marriage in 2010. So it's it's been a bit. Uh, as Pastor Matt and Pastor Shar shared, we've been podcasting all that time, Top Rated Marriage podcast. But the reason we started was because we were in a place in our own marriage where we were looking at ourselves going, is this what marriage is about? Is this is where it's going to be? Because at the time, we had two young kids. We, got, we had, uh, at the time, they were seven and five. Four. Seven and four. I can't remember how old. Four years apart. The younger. Yeah, there you go. Um, They're seven and four. And we just gone through a lot of life. And everything that I was looking for, and I think Elisa would say as well, was in the marriage world, we're looking to, to learn more. We wanted to dive in. We knew we could have this extraordinary marriage. But everything we saw, especially myself, was, hey, take your wife out on a date and call it good. And maybe do this little thing and that's it. But there's nothing real and, and powerful. And, and so Lisa and I, we started the podcast because we want to be open, honest, and transparent. We wanted to share what goes on in marriages from the highs, you know, when you're on the mountaintop to the valleys. And we've been doing that for 12 years. Well, that's wonderful. And uh, we're all benefiting from it now. So thank you for your openness and your and your honesty and to continue to grow because we know as you guys are growing, mm-hmm. we're growing. Yeah. So I know you had uh, shared with us and I think it's, it's a staple for relationship and intimacy. And we had talked about actually with the men this morning, that is Genesis 2, uh, starting verse 24, for it says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. Okay, this is added, this, um, this continues to, I believe, be a guide for you guys, and I'll let you go into that a little bit more, but then we're just going to jump in the questions, and again, you feel free if there's something that God has placed on your heart that you have for College Street, or just Take even in, <laughs> in general, uh, yeah. for what you're seeing that's going on right now in couples, in relationships in general, friendships yeah. um, mm-hmm. in society. You just feel free to go there. Yeah, well, that verse really became and has been for the last 12 years is really like the verse that we stand on. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that we do, we wake up every morning going after who's going to be that one marriage mm-hmm. um, that needs to hear our message of hope, that needs to have breakthrough, that needs to have action. And that was really how we had started One Extraordinary Marriage with that verse. What we didn't realize when we first started was that the first marriage that needed to have breakthrough, the first marriage that needed to get healthy was ours. And as we've continued to strengthen our relationship, uh, really out of that abundance, God has used us to bless couples around the world and to get so many stories of couples that, you know, literally were on the brink of divorce, or maybe they just Mm -hmm. found themselves living as roommates or just struggling Mm -hmm. against all odds they they heard something they got resourced by how god has used us and they're having incredible extraordinary marriages now yeah i love i love what she said there it, it the two shall become one and it has been that life verse for us mm-hmm. as we started one extraordinary marriage and do know if you're out there right now and you're like man i don't know tony i don't know elisa if this is for us right now like you may be going through a tough time in your marriage right now and hey 
we understand. We, we totally do. Elisa and I, just to share just a little bit about our story, um, we've been in $50,000 in debt and how to crawl our way out and get out of debt. Uh, between our oldest and our youngest, we we lost a child. So we, we know the hurt and the pain that can happen with the loss of a child. And I just want to speak into you right now, no matter where you're at, I know that our Heavenly Father is looking at you and going, I love both of you. And together, I'm going to make you one. Absolutely. And I just want to just piggyback on something that Tony said right there. And it's something that I've shared with coaching clients, um, shared with people in our own church and whatnot, is that, you know, your spouse is actually a gift from God. Mm, On your wedding day, God, your father, also became your father-in-law because he is your spouse's father. And, you know, handed you his most precious child and said, this is the one that I'm giving you to nurture and to love and to care for and to learn with and to grow with. And I know in our own marriage, there have been times when I have neglected that very mandate. Um, but when we take a step back and that's really, you know, as we talk today, that's, that's what we're going to be encouraging you to do and to, to look at your spouse through the same lens that God looks at your spouse with mm-hmm. love, with care, with just immense joy and pride. So many things can shift in your marriage just in that one instant. Yeah. Hello. All right. <laughs> I just wanted to ask the next question, but um, just about a question about spiritual intimacy. So yeah. just how can we be proactive and disciplined in doing this? And, and what does spiritual intimacy look like in a godly marriage for you guys? I, I, I'm going to just, I'm going to just run through this real quick. Say, why don't you define it first yeah. and then we'll, then we'll, we'll go into it. That. So Pastor Shar mentioned we have our book, um, The Six Pillars of Intimacy, and we talk about six different pillars, spiritual intimacy being one of those. And when we look at our spiritual intimacy, those are all the, the practices and beliefs that we share with one another. And Elisa and I have been, uh, we like I said, we've been married 25 years. We've been followers of Jesus for 21 of those years. We didn't come into our marriage uh, followers of Jesus. We were, we were on our own path. And then we had each of us had our own encounter with Jesus in, in 2000. I was hiking the Pacific Crest Trail, and I had this encounter with a, a, an amazing man of Christ who I got to hike with, I don't know, 2,100 miles with, and I got to hear about this man named Jesus. And I remember being at the flanks of Mount Jefferson in Oregon, and he threw me a Bible, and he said, hey, Tony, why don't you read John? And I looked at him, and I said, who's John? Cause I didn't know, I, I didn't know the Bible. I didn't understand that. And I read John and, and I was like, Oh my goodness. And Elisa had her own mm-hmm. encounter with Jesus that same season. Yeah. While, while Tony was gone, um, I, there was actually an attempted break in, in our apartment. And, mm-hmm. um, as I was thinking that I was seemingly going to hold our door shut, uh, there was a voice behind me that said, this is not your apartment and you need to leave. And, I 100% know in my heart of hearts that that was Jesus protecting me from that. But as we were having these individual encounters spiritually, um, and and this is one of the things as we start to talk about spiritual intimacy, so often we're taught from a young age about our personal relationship with Christ, right? It becomes an individual thing. But going back to, you know, Genesis, the two shall become one. And so you each bring in your own personal relationship 
with our Heavenly Father, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. But as the two of you become one, what do those shared practices start to look like for the two of you? How do you build your faith together? And how do you do that in such a way that it just fosters this depth of closeness and connection between the two of you? Yeah, and there's a number of ways you can do it. Uh, Elise and I, obviously, having been followers for 21 years, we've done devotionals. Mm -hmm. You guys can read the Bible together. You guys can pray together. You can worship together. And and some of it is, too, where where do you connect? Like, I'm a big worshiper. I love love the worship here today. I mean, it was just so invigorating. It was like, oh, my gosh, my heart is just like just it just gets filled up because I just love and how Stephanie led was just amazingly beautiful. Elisa, on the other hand, is a... I, I really get into reading the word and I'm like, okay, well, what does that word mean in Greek and Hebrew? And I, you know, it's like the whole interlinear Bible and all of these different things. And so we have different ways that we build our individual relationship. But really building spiritual intimacy within a godly marriage, it's not just keeping that in isolation. Right. It's saying, okay, where are we going to have those shared practices? Where are we actually going to share? Like Tony will hear a worship song that I might not necessarily listen to because worship, I I don't automatically just turn on worship music the way that he does, but he'll ask me to listen. Right. And, And even as we're taking communion together, we do that a couple of times a week as a shared practice. He will have worship music playing on in the background. And so we find ways to actually be very intentional about building that together. So it's not just our own individual relationship with Christ, but it's one that we build and share as a couple. Yeah. That's gold right there. Uh, Give it up for them, you guys. That's. I hope you're taking notes. That's actually confirmation for the men this morning. We talked about how important it is as couples to be heading in the same direction. You know, it's, it's less about cooperate. It's more about collaborate. Mm. You know, it's important that we don't just become, like they said, um, good roommates, you know, that we're dreaming together, that there is vision together. Like Proverbs 29 says, without it, we perish or we're unrestrained. Um, you know what, let's just jump right into it. This isn't in my questions, but there's six pillars. Yeah. You're not going to have time, obviously, to go through all the pillars. But uh, Tony and Elisa, if there was just one that you had to pick that you want to put emphasis on uh, today that God has placed on your heart with what you're seeing, with all your traveling and all your speaking, mm-hmm. um, you're nonstop on the go, nonstop. What one pillar would you share with us that God has pressed on your heart? I really... For us, it all comes back to the first pillar that we mentioned in the book, and that's the emotional intimacy, how the two of you communicate. And and I just want to say, I know that not everyone sitting in the audience is married, so we get that, right? And emotional intimacy, developing your ability to communicate verbally and non-verbally, while it's so critical within marriage, it's actually critical in every interaction that you have with another human being. Yeah, here, we we go to Awaken Church down here in San Diego, and Elise and I lead a connect group for our young adults. So we actually lead a group of 18 to 29-year-olds. They're all single, Mm -hmm. and we talk to them about emotional intimacy as well and how they're interacting with us, how they're interacting with one another, Mm -hmm. how they're interacting in those relationships that they're stepping into. And so by all means, your emotional intimacy, and this is your verbal and nonverbal communication. It's how we're speaking to one another and that nonverbal, like when you cross your arms and you look at her or him like this, 
you're communicating something and they and they know it. And so out of the six pillars, we, we really speak to everybody about how are you strengthening this pillar and what are you doing? Because communication and your emotional intimacy, it's a skill, mm-hmm. something you learn. Elise and I've never we, we weren't like this always. We, we had to learn. We had to step in and we would we would pray to God and go, hey, where we are now isn't where you want to keep us. So continue to refine us, continue to build us, to continue to grow us so that way we can strengthen our pillar. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing with emotional intimacy that I want to say, because a lot of people will hear us, you know, use the phrase emotional intimacy. They'll hear the talk about, you know, the words communication, verbal, nonverbal communication. And there may be some of you sitting there going, but I'm not a good talker or it's hard for me to share my feelings or I just don't know about this. And the truth of the matter is, is that communication is a skill and it's one that can be learned if it matters to you enough. If your relationships matter to you enough, you can actually learn that skill. You can get resourced to become a person who can share their emotions. You can get resourced to become a person who has skills to handle conflict, to have the hard conversations. Don't give up on your relationships just because maybe you didn't see it modeled. Actually be proactive and say, you know what? And I was actually just spending some time in my Bible yesterday afternoon and in a number of different passages kept hearing and seeing with God, all things are possible. Yeah. So that means even if you didn't see it modeled with God, your emotional intimacy and your spiritual intimacy is 100% possible. Yeah. Oh, that's gold right there. That's gold. Okay. Here's, here, here's a question for you guys. How do you manage the tension of life and family and yet keep your marriage the focus? Hmm. So, you know, the reality is, is that all of you are just like the two of us. You have really full lives. And, you know, in doing that, it's remembering what's the most important relationship, right? First and foremost is your relationship with God. So how are you, you know, putting that first, right? I, I often call it, you know, that time with God is kind of like the tithe of the day, right? Where does that fall in? And then when you look at your marriage, it doesn't necessarily mean equal time, right? If you spend eight hours a day at work, you're not necessarily going to then spend another eight hours a day with your spouse. But how are you intentional, and going so far as to even schedule time with your spouse, which I know some people would be like, did she just say schedule time with us? I, I did, and we do. Because everything that shows up on your calendar, you actually make time for. Yeah, over the years, Elisa and I got radical around being intentional and taking action. Mm-hmm. And we knew we had to, especially with young kids. Mm-hmm. And, and through the years, our, our boy played football from fifth grade all the way through senior year at a, a very high level. Our daughter has done many activities. So we've been running around, running one extraordinary marriage, uh, serving at our own church, doing different things with friends and everything. And so Elisa and I have been very intentional because we believe what we're leaving is a legacy. Mm-hmm. What our kids get to see and what others get to see. And that you have to also think about what's happening in your community, in your family. What are your kids seeing? What is the community seeing? And how are you leaving a legacy? And so Elisa and I have been very particular of our time and calendaring it because I would guess most of you, if you had a doctor's appointment on your mm-hmm. calendar that you had to schedule out, two months, three months in advance, it's on your calendar and you're going to make it there. So why wouldn't you put your spouse on that calendar as well? Woo, so we- come on. <laughs> Some noise. 
Yeah. yeah. When you see it, you're going to do it. Elisa and I, we were talking about spiritual intimacy. Guess what? We, we do communion. That's how for us, we, we had to break some stuff for our own selves around our spiritual intimacy. Mm-hmm. So we take communion three to four times a week, three days a week though. It's on our calendar. I usually forget. And then it goes off like 10 minutes before. And I'm like, Oh yeah, Lisa and I are doing communion today. Let's go. And I'll yeah. just and I'll go to the communion box where, where we we hold the emblems and I grab it and I call her and I'm like, hey, let's go. I put on the worship music. It could be yeah. five minutes, it could be 10 minutes, we're done. Mm-hmm. Um, Sundays after church, we take about 30 minutes and we do what's called our coffee break and we get our week down and we see what's going on and we, we get to know, but it's 30 minutes. It's on our calendar. Mm-hmm. And I believe those who do that are gonna experience the extraordinary marriage they desire. And I just wanna wow. feedback one thing on you, what you said right there too, about, you know, all of these different things, all of the things that you're already doing are probably really good things. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes you have to say no and lay down Mm. some responsibilities or opportunities in order to be able to say yes to this relationship, to your marriage relationship. And I will tell you that God will honor the strength and Absolutely. the investment that you make in your marriage relationship, because out of this strong overflow, mm-hmm. you actually have the ability to go do your job better, serve your kids better, serve your community better, because this is strong and it's not an emotional drain on the two of you. Yeah, it's good. Beautiful. I love that. Know your priorities, right? Mm-hmm. Put them in your calendar, because if you know what to say yes to, it's a lot easier to say no to the other things. So we're yeah. going to have some fun now. Okay. We're, we're going to go to the audience, actually, so see if the cameras can follow me. But we got a couple um, questions from our audience here. I am looking for James. Where is he? Way up there. Okay, let's. he's really going to make me work. <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> oh, I love seeing the audience. So good to see you all. So, um, oh, there we go. So I, this is my question, and this is not just for married people or just for singles. This is mm-hmm. a general relationship question of how you follow, um, follow is not the right word, how you put in boundaries to protect mm-hmm. purity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To protect That's a great purity question. of relationships. Yeah. And I appreciate how you said not just for singles, not just for marriage, because protecting our relationships, whether you are a single person and you're actually protecting, you know, your friendships or protecting your future marriage, because mm-hmm. if that's your desire, or as a married couple, protecting your marriage and the relationships, you know, in and around that as well is super important. Absolutely. And we actually want to come from a place of saying, okay, what does it look like to honor all of these relationships? How can we, Tony and I use the term guardrails, a lot, you know, living here on the West Coast, um, for us, we have some beautiful ocean, you know, ocean front here, but there are a lot of guardrails because there are a lot of big cliffs that you don't want to go over. And so the reason we talk about guardrails is they don't actually prevent us from seeing the ocean, right? They don't prevent us from seeing the beauty that's out there, but they do keep us safe. Mm -hmm. And so when we start to think about guardrails, what are those guardrails that you need to have to protect you, protect who God has called you to be? And protect the relationships that God has entrusted you with. And so it really becomes, you know, for us, uh, I'm going to speak to marriage first. Um, You know, be mindful of those people that you are friends with. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to be friends with people that support your marriage. 
first and foremost. Be mindful of how you are communicating with members of the opposite sex. Um, and I want to say something into that. More than ever today, we have access to people that we can just talk to. It's not like the olden days when Elise and I first got together 27 years ago. I mean, our phones were attached to the wall. You, you knew if your spouse was talking to somebody because they were on the phone with right the there yeah. with the cord. Yeah. or Even if it was cordless, you couldn't go that far. And so Elise and I have put a big guardrail around our marriage in terms of who accesses us and how they do that. We have many dear and great friends here, um, both male and female. If a female friend is reaching out, we make sure to me, it's like, hey, you got to make sure that Elisa is on that text message as well, because that is something that we feel strongly about, that she knows what's going on. And so that way, if the conversation starts going sideways, she's already right there and vice versa. Yeah, there's always three people on a text message, right? Mm -hmm. You, the other person, and, you know, whether it, in this case, if it would be, you know, the wife's husband or if it would be me. Um, we tell all of the singles mm -hmm. to do the same thing um, because it actually keeps you on that straight and narrow. Mm -hmm. uh, another way to guardrail your relationship is really to look at, okay, what's the, what are the access points, right? Tony can pick up my phone at any point in time. And there is nothing on my phone that Tony could not open up. And that has been a, a level of transparency. Like we could, both of our phones are sitting here in front of us. Either one of us could pick it up. And so it really becomes, okay, what are those guardrails that those points of protection that protect you and the other person? Yeah. As far as singles. And as, as we talk about like our singles, uh, again, we lead that young adult small group here. So we have access mm -hmm. to um, a, just a different generation and we love them. And we share these same things with them and when, we're, when we're in there and they call us Mama D and Papa D and we say, hey, we know things are going on in your lives. But ladies, if you have something that you need direction on, you make sure that Elisa is on it and I'm, I'm more than happy to answer as mm -hmm. well. Um, but one of the things that we love to talk about too in this area is healing. Mm -hmm. um, maybe you've gone through some things in your past. Maybe you've had physical intimacy, sexual intimacy with somebody. And we really do speak about health right now. Where are you at right now in this moment with God? Do you have soul ties that you need to break off? Do you need prayer for folks? Do you need to set up your own guardrail so that you can get healing in this time so you can walk into that next relationship healthy as you can be? And you also need to put, if you are single, you need, do need to put guardrails around um, the amount of time that you spend alone with someone mm -hmm. and what the physical intimacy, what the touch looks like. Those are decisions that need to be made at the beginning of a relationship and not when the slippery slope has actually started to steamroll. Wow. I love so seeing good. you. So I'm going to... <laughs> With, yeah, thank you, team, for doing this. Um, I'm going to come to this lovely couple in the second row here, uh, Rick and Camilla. Uh, what question do you have for Tony and Elisa? Okay, uh, so we've been married for almost eight years, and at the time of our marriage, we blended our families, which consisted of two teenagers and one preteen that were living with us. So our question is, how could we have communicated better in our different parenting styles and going forward with our adult children. Yeah. Okay. First of all, congratulations um, to you on finding one another and on building 
um, a new family together. And you know, I actually have the privilege to coach a large number of blended families, blended couples specifically. And I know that as you blend a family, there are a lot of really unique challenges and parenting is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and partly because you don't actually know, it's, I mean, it's kind of like just having children in general. You don't actually know what it's going to look like until you're under, under pressure. And, you know, in terms of communicating, because some of you in the audience, you may be, you know, dating and you're both and you're thinking, OK, this is going to go to marriage and what's this going to look like? And, you know, it is important to to have those conversations around, you know, how do you discipline? Yeah. How are we going to handle, you know, if it's your child or my child and how is that going to you know look like for the two of us? And when you're blending a family, you also have the other parent. And really being clear on what that relationship looks like. And again, you may not know what that relationship dynamic is going to look like until after the I do's, mm-hmm. um, because there are so many different connection points that the two of you have with the other adults in the children's lives and with the children. And so one of the biggest things is actually, and I would encourage this, is making time to talk quite honestly, I would say probably weekly, about how we're handling things with the children. Because that time, whether you call it a coffee break or you call it the kids meeting or whatever you, the two of you choose to call it, will allow you to constantly be checking in and recalibrating and actually strengthening your communication skills around that. Now, adult children become a little bit different as well. Yeah. Um, as we're starting to see with us having a 19-year-old who is away at college and, and the shifting dynamics there. And again... You, you end up being, when they're out of the home like that, you, you, you change from... Even as a blended family, you, you change from parenting mm-hmm. to mentors. You change from you, from like, I'm going to tell you what you need to do to now I'm your coach. I'm your advisor. Mm-hmm. I'm here to support you and talk to you. And yet you're old enough to make your own decisions. And so what we've encouraged our kids to always do is just, hey, we're texting them. We're letting them know mm-hmm. what's going on. And if they ever need anything, especially our oldest who's out of the house now, reach out talk to us or I'll reach out to him and, and tell him I love him and what's going on. And, and we'll have these conversations, but I, we've come to realize that our role now are we're, we're coaching you. Mm-hmm. We're seeing you take those next steps together and you guys can do that even in a blended family. Absolutely. Wonderful. Thank you guys. And <clears throat> again, for continued coaching and resources and, and tools, uh, be sure to follow them on one extraordinary marriage.com. Uh, pick up that book. And I'm actually going to do a plug because my wife and I are going to do a connect group uh, that's coming up. So stay tuned for that. Based on their book, they've got a teacher's guide and book. So we're going to go deeper. This is, yeah, yeah. they're, they're too good. This is too good to just stay here and then say, okay, now you guys go figure it out. So we want you to know what the next steps are and the next steps are that are available to you. So thank you again, uh, Tony and Elise for taking the time to do this and investing in our family. And we're so excited to have you now part of the College Street Victory family. So let's give it up for them one more time. Uh, we're so honored. Thank you for thank you for including us yeah. in your Sunday service and, and just letting us be part of the family. Yeah, thank you, Pastor Matt. Thank you, Pastor Shar. And to each and every one of you, we, from the bottom of our hearts, truly want to see you have the extraordinary marriage. So we just want to pray a blessing over each of you today as you go out. And and yes, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. We get it. It's one day of the year. And yet, how can you go 
and encourage your spouse every day of the year, love on them every day of the year and strengthen those pillars of intimacy. So we love you guys. We're truly honored and blessed to have been here today. Love you guys. Bless you. <laughs> we'll talk to you a little bit later after. Take care. One more time, Tony Hola. and Lisa. That's awesome. Just going to put this. So where, you know, where do we go from here? I, I think we have reason to celebrate. Um, there's so much that God is doing and that he's on the move doing. Would, would you just stand with me, uh, congregation, if you're in the house? You know, God has a way of giving us tools. God has a way of challenging us. God has a way of opening the door of opportunity to walk out our faith because faith without works is dead. And it can be one of the biggest struggles. First of all, having to face things and faith cannot fix what we're not willing to face. But then taking the step of faith into your relationship, into that next level. And I want to encourage you because it doesn't just change overnight. It's the little things that actually are the big things, right? But little is much when God is in it, and God is in it. If you make God the center of your relationship, any relationship, your friendships, your spouse, your kids, if God is the center, if he is for you, then who can be against you? And so if you're here today and you can really come to the, to the honesty with yourself that maybe God hasn't been the center of your relationship. I want to give you that opportunity right here, right now to do a reset. And maybe you've never had the opportunity of inviting God in to be the center of your relationship. Well, let today be your start. Let today be your new beginnings. Like it says in Philippians 4, or three, sorry, 13 to 14, forgetting what is behind and striving to what's ahead. I wanna lead you through a prayer, a prayer about relationship, the most powerful relationship prayer that you will ever pray so that you can give and that you can love and you can forgive in your relationship. You see, Paul said in Romans 10, nine, that if we believe in our hearts, Believe in our hearts that God the Father raised his son from the grave and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, that we'll be saved. That's why Jesus came, to take on every messed up thing that we would ever do, everything that fits into that category of sin. He took for you to the cross. He took that relationship to the cross so that you could be set free. Three days later, he rose from the grave. Thousands of people witnessed it. It went throughout all history. And to today is still in the number one book of all in all the world, the Bible. The most number one ever purchased. The most number one ever read. The no, most number one to this day. We still use the dates that we follow. Even if we say we don't believe in God. We believe in the dates. We believe in history. We believe in the word. And if you believe in your heart for something more... I would encourage you to pray this prayer with me right now. Just repeat after me. Say, Dear Jesus, I know what it's like to mess up, to make mistakes, and to sin. Would you help me with my relationships? I'm starting with you. You see, I believe that you chose to die for me. 
You see, I believe that you rose from the grave. I'm asking you now to come into my heart, come into my life, and be Lord over my life. Thank you that my past is past, and today is a new day with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Just stay in this moment with eyes closed and heads bowed in this moment in this moment as God has been speaking to you through his word in this moment as God has been speaking to us through Tony and Elisa he sees your past he sees your beginning and he sees your end but if God spoke to you today in some way that was relevant to where you are or where you want to go, would you just give me a thumbs up in the house to this morning? Come on. Thumbs up all around the room. Praise the Lord. The second is this. If you prayed that prayer in which we prayed right now for the first time, or you're coming back to make Christ the center in your relationship, would you give me a thumbs up in the room right now? Wow. Thumbs up all over one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Father God, I thank you for the blessing. I thank you for your love in this place. And like your word says, that perfect love drives out all fear. I thank you, Father God, that you are right here and you are near. I thank you, Father God, that you go where we go. That you would show us, that you would teach us, that you would guide and direct us to love one another the way that you designed it to be. In Jesus' name. here in this family and in this home at College Street, we work so hard to make it a come-as-you-are kind of atmosphere and not make it difficult for people that are coming to know God. And we are commissioned as the church, not just College Street, all churches, we are commissioned in the Great Commission to go into all the world and making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey the commands that the Lord God has taught us. And so we make a way, just like God makes a way and just like, you know, there's a story, a a real good story that I love in the Bible about how all these people were gathering in the home with Jesus. And it was so packed that nobody could even get in. But there was someone in need of a healing. And because of this gentleman's friends, They decided we're going to do whatever it takes. We will cut a hole in that roof and we will lower him down to the foot of Jesus just so that he can be set free and set into the next level of his calling. Physically, mentally, emotionally, and most importantly, spiritually. So we have cut a hole in this stage to give glory to God. And I'm going to ask the team to lift up this stage because underneath it is our baptism tank. We fill it with faith and water every time. And in Romans it says when you step into that water that you are baptized with Christ. When you go under the water represents when he went into the grave. When you come up out of the water represents being resurrected with him. And so if that's you today, and you want to step in and you said, you know what, I put it aside long enough. Or maybe I did it in the past because it was an act of religion or you weren't sure. It doesn't, you don't need a reason. The only reason is Jesus. And to follow him, just come forward. I'll be down here. We're going to worship. We're going to press in. We're going to celebrate. 
what God has done and what we're believing God is about to do. So let's worship God together now. Come on. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.